This is Discover Your Dog, the show that demystifies your dog's behavior so you can get the very best results from your dog training. This show is brought to you by FamilyDogFusion.com. For professional advice, dog training tips, ebooks, and a video to teach your dog how to walk on a leash, go to FamilyDogFusion.com and sign up for your free membership today. Dave and Judy, it's been a while. Welcome back to the show. Glad to be here, Benny. Thank you, Benny. You've been doing some traveling, and I'm sure the dog lovers out there have missed your presence. I know I have. You sent me a text the other night about etiquette. Well, the text kind of went like this, and I quote, Topic, colon, my dog playing with other dogs, period. Yes, no, period. Etiquette, period. Unquote. (laughs) It was late at night, Benny. I'm sorry. We would love for you to join our community of dog lovers. Log on to Facebook and search for our business page, Family Dog Fusion. There you will get updates as to what's going on with our dog-loving family and friends from all over the world. See events, our travels, or just information that you may need about the podcast, our book, or the new products we'll be releasing. That's Family Dog Fusion on Facebook. See you there. This is Discover Your Dog, the show that will help you understand your dog in social situations. I am Benny Copeland, trainer of people, behaviors to the dog, and just like you, Dave, Judy, and I are Dog Dog Lovers. Lovers. Thanks for getting my butt out of bed so early to do this show today. Actually, because I wrote it early, but it's not early now, is it? No. (laughs) You guys remember I did a show about dog etiquette a while back, right? It was that show where I subliminally chastised you both for how you handled the situation at the farmer's market. For reference, it was episode 178, Pups in Public Places, and I also listed 15 rules of etiquette when taking your dog into a public place. I also did a three-part series called The Untrained Dog. Part two is called The First Greeting, and it was recorded almost three years ago. And in, in that one, Leslie and I, episode 173, talk about the dog lover's responsibility when greeting a new dog and people for the first time. Now that we've taken a stroll down memory lane, let's talk about that text you sent me right after this. Do you love what you hear in all of these podcasts? Does what Benny say just make sense to you? Well, if you want a more in-depth understanding of what it means when we say demystify your dog's behavior, then you need to go to amazon.com and get Benny's book, Family Dog Fusion. Yes, we named the book after the website because we wanted things to be simple to remember. And most of all, we really want to fuse your dog into your family. In these few pages, Benny has decoded dog behavior. He's found a way to make what he has learned over the past 20 years of his life make sense when it comes to communicating with your dog. Also, the great thing about this book is you can mark up the pages, highlight the important stuff, bend the heck out of the spine even if you want to. It's yours. So we suggest to do all those things and then give it away and buy a new book when that happens. Family Dog Fusion on Amazon.com. Get your copy today. So, Dave, what was the uh, purpose in the text? 
So my the other day I was walking Sunshine in Bicentennial Park like we usually do, and I was by myself um, with the dog. Judy wasn't there. And we came across another woman walking her dog. Okay. And the dog was a Great Dane, and it was ginormous. It was a very, very large dog. Which Great Danes usually are. Yep. Um, and the interesting thing is she walked off the sidewalk and went around us. Right. Which was interesting because Sunshine, I think, wanted to play with her dog and or at least greet. But then I, that's what got me thinking. I'm like, well, was the etiquette that if she's purposely kind of going away from me that I shouldn't go up and have any interaction with her dog? Or And we've had multiple times where usually we ask the person, hey, can Sunshine greet your dog? But other times we haven't done that. Yeah. Um, I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> Jude wasn't there. Um, yeah, so, I mean, think about that, Dave. You know, it, we have personal space, right? So I know when you and I have a conversation, we're usually a good four or five feet apart. Uh, Judy has a little less personal space. She'll come a little closer. She's a close talker. She is a close talker. But that's okay. I don't have any problem with that. Plus, I know her very well, so I don't ever mind that. And I have people that even talk closer than her. <laughs> so are you wanting to take up yourself right now? No, uh, yeah, I'm fine. Go. Okay. So, uh, thanks for that input. <laughs> so, th- sometimes that's what it is, right? So, there's this personal space with dogs, right? So, they want to avoid it. Really, at that point, you know, when they tell you at your, when you're at a crosswalk to make eye contact before you cross the walk, that's probably a good idea in this case, too. Make eye contact with the person and see how they're feeling, especially if they're not making eye contact with you. I would think that they are trying to avoid that situation. Now, I wasn't there, but I, my feeling is that Sunshine is um, obviously an older dog now. She's got the white around the face and everything, and her dog is like three times the size. Maybe she was doing it out of courtesy for our dog, that her dog would be too much for our dog. Could have been, but if it was it was in a courtesy way where she was okay that they greeted, I do think that she would have made eye contact. Okay. Well, what was kind of sad is I wonder if, because that dog is a big dog, that they don't get to play with other dogs. Well, it's not necessarily true. I actually have a client right now with a Great Dane, and they do take it to the dog park, and they do go for long walks with their dog and things like that. Um, They do have a tendency to avoid smaller dogs because their dog has – actually, their neighbor has a really aggressive small dog, and so it's been kind of a bad situation for them. But they just got back from the beach. And they said this little Dotson fell in love with their dog, and they were just best buds. So – I mean, she, she obviously could be friends with a smaller dog, too. But that may be something that you don't know. Like with them, it could be the fact that they're just on their walk and they don't really want to have, have time to interact. You know, we're on our walk. We're doing exercise. It could be um, in a situation where they think that their dog might do something. Um, but again, I think that either asking the question, if, if they do pause or do make eye contact, then asking the question is a very important part of that. You know, it's interesting, too, because we've talked about so many times about people that just come up and pet your dog and do things like that. Um, I do the same thing, right? So sometimes I'll be in a park with someone walking, and I'll just they'll have a dog that's clearly showing interest in me, and I'll bend down without the person and, and see if the person approaches me. So it's not me. I'm not asking the, the permission but I'm seeing if the person's going to approach me. Sometimes they'll walk by, and then sometimes they'll they'll come on and let their dog, you know, greet. So you just bend down 
Mm-hmm. I bend down with my side facing the dog. So oh. I, I, I actually turn away from the dog, which is a very friendly greeting for a dog for the first time you've ever greeted a dog, especially even a friendly dog. Um, so you're showing them that you want to be friendly too. And this is um, something that I've been doing a class on uh, with Old Friends Senior Dog Sanctuary. Um, every Thursday morning, I give a class on how to greet dogs. Uh, the friendly dog, the dog you don't know their past or what how they're going to be, and then the aggressive dog. And there are ways that you can greet all of these dogs. Um, and I've made podcasts with those as well. Do you think with senior dogs, not to get totally off topic here, but do, do they have more ingrained behavior so it's different when you're greeting a young dog versus a senior dog, or is it just based on the temperament? Well, I can only tell you through experience. Um, I remember Molly was very tolerant of puppies until she got to be about 12 or 13 years old. So she uh, always loved puppies and let them jump all over her and bite on her and everything. And then she got to the point where they would come even close to her. She would get them off of her, you know, and um, she just didn't, she just stopped being tolerant of them. Uh, Oz as old as he is, 15 years old, he's still, I've introduced him to two or three puppies and he still is very tolerant of puppies and he lets them do whatever. Does he, will he play with them? No, he didn't play with anybody. (laughs) (laughs) We had another situation. I think you were with me. I think, um, there was a guy who had a, um, we were at the farmer's market and he had a bulldog, little bulldog off leash and wasn't controlling it all. And the bulldog headed straight for sunshine. And I kind of panicked. I'm like, I have no idea what what the temperament of this bulldog is. Sure. The guy approached right away and led them away, but did still didn't put him on a leash. So I thought that was interesting, kind of. There you go. That's a big. Uh, that's a big thing in etiquette in Tennessee. There is a leash law, and we you are supposed to have your le- dog on leash in any public situations. Um, so in this case. Um, he definitely needed to be talked to by one of the security or people should have said something. I, I'm sure if someone would have complained, he would have had to um, uh, either put the dog on a leash or remove the dog. Remember, we were there not too long ago having breakfast and um, I brought beans in and I had her on the leash and I was kind of worried if they were going to say something because they've kind of, they were real lax on that law for a while and then they got real light on it and there was even a sign um, outside, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like sitting there, like where it was taped on. I was, it was like, kind of like they had used it in the past or something. So when you said, well, let's just go on in and see. So I went in and what about three or four security people passed us, never said a word, never said anything. One of them even acknowledged the dog. So they're getting a little more lax on that as long as I think too. And again, it does go with that etiquette. So, you know, if you want to know my 15 rules of dog etiquette, go to episode 178, check it out. I think it's a really good um, policy for just understanding. One of the things that I always say uh, in a in situations for you, for example, if you go to a ball game and your team, you're sitting at the, at the your team's doing really great and you want to support them, how do you support them? I cheer. Right, loudly. Yeah. You yell at the refs when they make a bad call. I mean, all these things, right? And so you're very aggressive in your body language and your tone and everything and really happy. Which is why Sunshine hates football now. Yeah. And uh, we've had that story before. So, um, but if you went to TPAC, <laughs> to Tennessee Performing Arts, and right. you're watching uh, a show, 
do you get up and cheer and jump up and down and scream at someone when they make a mistake on sh- stage? Well, unfortunately, at the last one, I slept a lot because we were <laughs> just back from Italy, bad so etiquette. That bad work. etiquette. Yeah, I didn't snore though, I don't think so. <laughs> well, at least she didn't tell you. Uh, oh yeah, I, I went to a I went to a movie with Christine and and she said I snored in the movie. <laughs> I was like, why didn't you wake me up? So anyway, um, but yeah. Interesting thing that to add to Judy's story about the dog that was off leash. We were in Home Depot, and the oh, and he came in with the dog off leash. Well, I'm like, wow, that's really pushing the boundaries at Home Depot. Yeah, and and you know, Home Depot, it, it's unfortunate. Here's the unfortunate part of that because they do allow dogs there. Um, it's very difficult when someone is breaking the rules for someone to go up to them and say something to them about it or whatever, and then that person thinks it's his way of teaching his dog to mind or behave or be be better. But what he doesn't realize is he's given his dog all this attention for doing all these things. Um, Again, it goes to that etiquette. When you go to different places, you behave differently. Home Depot would be one of those kind of middle ground places, right? If you need help, you may go walking around or yelling something or whatever. Um, But for the most part, you're just there to do your thing and get your stuff and go. Um, where a library, you have to be quiet. Well, same thing with a dog. And I compared that to like going to the farmer's market. At the farmer's market, it's not a playground. It's not a time for dogs to be socially interacting and doing things. It's a time where they need to be with their owner and be on their own and not being in everybody's business and learn that type of thing. I mean, just look at what's going on here just with us, right? So Oz is laid down. In his little spot, Sunshine's laying down in her little spot. Beans is wandering around looking for a ball and trying to get people to kind of notice her. But they're not screaming or barking or yelling or making any. The worst noise that we've had so far is my phone going off, you know, in the other room. So um, those are the things that I feel is very important as far as rules of engagement, you know, when you're with a dog. Definitely make sure that the other person is, is wanting to be engaged as well. And there are places for that, the dog park. So I'm going to give you one more little example of of kind of an etiquette thing, uh, but also something I think is very important for dogs and for people. Did you guys ever take Sunshine to uh, parks, like off-leash parks and stuff? Oh, yeah. yeah okay. And so do you ever recall, and th- I know I'm just doing this off the cuff here. So if you don't, or, or you can remember, I'm sure you will. Do you ever recall like a situation where Sunshine might have gotten into a situation, but you weren't right there right then to take care of it, that you had to, you kind of had to see her work herself out of it? No. No, we had an aggressive dog in the dog park once. <clears throat> and to be honest with you, that dog kept coming at us and we had her, we ended up putting her back on a leash. And we ended up leaving the park because that dog, no, they're, owner wasn't paying attention to their dog. My dog didn't want anything to do with it. Does she wander off from you when she's at a dog park much? She'll go a little bit ahead, but we're part of the pack. So she's always stopping and looking for us. She does not leave. That's uh, um, so to me, that's what a dog park is for is for dogs to interact and to do. And beans is the same way. Like you just described or she, she'll go out and interact a little bit, but she finds herself in some situations and I need her to learn to work herself out of those situations. So Nicole came to the house to help me um, with some stuff before, um, uh, before this party and everything. And, she brought her new puppy. It's uh, four months old, um, big golden doodle, uh, it, just a big fluffy dog, a little bit bigger in stature than Oz, not as heavy as Oz, but a little bit bigger in stature. 
And um, this dog did well with Oz because Oz, you know, was like, well, whatever. And she would, you know, jump and play with him and try to whatever. But Beans wanted to be playful and she kept being very submissive and running in the corner or running toward Nicole or whatever. And Nicole would continue to like chastise my dog and then take her dog out of the situation. And I finally looked at her and said, your dog needs to learn to work its way out of that situation. Your dog needs to learn to have a little more confidence and learn what it means when other dogs are doing things like that. And if my dog needs to be corrected, I'll correct my dog. Now, Nicole is very good at what she does. And so there was never an inappropriate like correction or anything like that from her. Um, but I was also telling her, you need to give them a little more benefit of the doubt. You need to let them figure this out or otherwise your dog's always going to be this, you know, shy, scared. Can I add something? Um, sunshine, um, will let the other dog know at some points where she's had enough so they can do the dance smelling each other and everything. And then at some point, sunshine will think you're too close to me and she'll give a a bark and a growl and just take a stance. And that's the clue that she's telling you I've had enough. Yeah, that's what uh, Molly did too. I, I guess it's there's certain places that we go with her. She's a great off leash dog. So if if there was no leash laws, she would never be on a leash. She just doesn't need to be to the point that um, there's certain places we'll go that we feel that we have to leave her on the leash just to respect other people. Yeah. But then there's other places in Nashville. Honestly, Titan Stadium. There's a great greenway that nobody is ever there. We never have her on leash, and it's just. There's no other people around. There's no other dogs. But for us, we just go out there and she runs and have fun. Yeah. Well, you remember, I mean, I'm working with Beans to be good. Like when we go play disc golf and to um, learn to at least stay in a spot or whatever. And what, halfway, we were probably on hole number seven. And I just looked up to you guys and said, I'm going to let her go. And I let her go for all of maybe two minutes at the most. And she ran into the woods and then ran back out and was like, here I am, you know, kind of thing. And yeah. um, she did very well. I think it's very important that you that you guys and you have established this with Sunshine. But I think it's very important for a dog owner and a dog lover to establish those boundaries with their dog that it's okay if you get out, but not create this whole run and chase thing. Right. Um, and I've done that from the very beginning with Beans. And she was a big runner when I first got her. And even today, there was a couple of times where I thought she was going to dart out the fence or dart out the door when I'd left it open. She didn't, which she got a lot of praise for. Um, but what uh, I do know too, is that if she went out, she's not going to be like, she's not going to be nuts and crazy. And there we go. <laughs> she saw something outside. So you're talking about me. Right. <laughs> um, when I was a kid growing up, our dogs were always runners. And I always said that, okay, when I'm an adult and I have my own dogs, I do not want dogs that are runners because you can lose your dog that way. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's not, it's really more about kind of creating a bond with them and letting them know, you know, that it's okay to, to do those things and to be those, to be that, you know, kind of crazy dog and let loose sometimes whatever. Um, but it's always better when you come back to me and you look to me and sunshine very much does that with you and beans and Oz are very much that way with me is that when they do things and make choices, like even when she's running back and forth and you can hear her barking in the background, background, background (laughs) in the background, um, even when she's doing that, she comes in and checks in like she just did. You know, right. she comes in and checks in. So um, it's definitely something that you're you're doing training and doing things to create those bonds so that your dog does want to be with you even in those situations. Yep. 
All right. Well, is there anything else that you guys want to talk about? Do you think we covered etiquette? I think that was good. Human I, and dog. Yeah, no, I side? think that was good. I do have a couple shout outs. I don't know if we do that it. after the summary. No, so I, was I have good. I was thinking about shout outs and this is about Nashville. I have two shout outs and this is actually timely because this is being released tomorrow. But there's two um, great places in Nashville that unfortunately are closing. The Hermitage Cafe ah. is closing very soon. I think in the next three or four days. Oh, at the end October. of the month. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's if you haven't been to the Hermitage Cafe, get out there and get a slider or a breakfast or whatever. It's a great place. Unfortunately, you know, it's Nashville's growing up and they were one of the casualties. The other one we just found out is Franz, which is a great, and I'm going to call it a dive bar because it's it's one year after year, the best dive bar in Nashville. They're in East Nashville. They're closing as well. So, Yeah, so is Southern Grist, the oh old boy. Southern Grist right in front of them. Well, the people that bought the property bought the, the own property thing. is Franz and Southern Grist. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just the same thing that's happening. We're getting more than just gentrified here. I mean, we're getting, um, uh, people are coming in and they only, that have owned these properties for years and now realizing they can get so much more for the property or so much more for rent because everybody's moving into Nashville. It's a very unfortunate, um, situation and it's happening all over. Yeah. You know, I mean, we've got another dive bar batter's box that's owned by the same people that own the Hermitage. So there's no telling if they sell that property to someone and wants to build something, we could be all uh, looking for new dive bars to go to. So visit those places before they're gone and support your local Nashville business. Yeah, very much. Very much so. Okay. In summary, today, Dave and Judy joined me to talk about etiquette for humans and dogs in social interactions. You discovered there are levels of greeting and play that are the responsibility of the owner to monitor. You also learned that I have listed 15 rules of etiquette in episode 178, Pups in Public Places. Thank you. If you would like to contact us, we have a link on our website, familydogfusion.com. We would love to hear your opinion and we value your feedback. So again, familydogfusion.com. Or if you just want to send us a direct message, you can do that via email. It goes to familydogfusion at gmail.com. Your comments are important to us and help us with future shows. Thank you for listening to our show. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends and family. Also, go ahead and give us a five-star review because it helps others find our show. And frankly, we just love to read them. This show is produced by Eric Jayner and show notes are created by Carissa Dolan. Thank you to all of the Family Dog Fusion team and our affiliate sponsor, Healthy Paws Pet Insurance. For your free pet insurance quote, go to familydogfusion.com insurance. And go to familydogfusion.com and sign up for your free membership today. Be impeccable with your dog. dog.